Hey, New Covenant Church, it's such an honor and a privilege for us to uh, be with you today, join you for the service and also serve you God's word today. We have some friends in our house that were from, <laughs> from time to time, <laughs> from time to time, celebrate and let you know that they're in the room. Uh, and it's really awesome uh, that we could uh, fellowship together today uh, with, with uh, New Covenant Church and be with you and Life Church Global sends you heaps of love and blessings and uh, truly you know it is an honor uh, it's always a privilege and an honor for us to communicate from uh, our spiritual father's pulpit and we don't take this moment lightly it is an honor for us and uh, there is a this is a holy moment for uh, for me especially to communicate uh, from what my spiritual father has built over the years and i truly honor it and i there is a reverence to uh, in my heart towards it and we truly love pastor neil and pastor savi you have such a awesome some blessing as your pastor. You must know that uh, New Covenant Church, he, both of them, Pastor Savi and Pastor Neil, uh, is God's gift to the body of Christ. And uh, we truly honor them. And uh, we, we, we actually, uh, rev we have reverence in our heart uh, in our relationship with them. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Uh, honor them, love them, serve them, uh, and make sure that ministry is an ease for them. And so, it's truly, again, it's a privilege to communicate to you and I love communicating to you because uh, I, I step into the grace uh, of my spiritual father when I communicate to his house. And so I just want to bring a word of encouragement to you today. And then uh, the title of my message today is uh, Grace in Action. I know that Pastor Neil, that this is a grace church. Uh, and this is a word of encouragement to a grace church. Uh, and it's grace in, in action. So uh, to begin, let's just open our Bibles to Romans chapter 12 uh, and verse 2. And we'll start by reading a common verse, a couple of verses. And it says in verse 1, it says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to God which is your reasonable service say reasonable service and verse 2 says and do not be conformed to this world he's saying Paul is saying do not be conformed to this world which means it's your choice you have the ability a God-given ability to get conformed or be transformed it's very important that from the get-go you understand this God has given us a grace for us to either be conformed to this world by loving it and, in, and engaging with it, or we can be transformed by the word, by renewing our mind. So he's saying, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. It's a choice. Be transformed by the renewing, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I truly believe that the Word of God not only transforms you, but it has the ability to transform every aspect of your life. So which means every as the transformation of every aspect of your life begins by the renewing of your mind. So the renewal of the mind transforms you so that you can now transform every aspect of your life. So now Paul is saying, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. 
He's not just encouraging you now, he's giving you a, con- a, a command saying, be transformed. And the way you are transformed is by allowing the word of God to be the very element that renews your mind. Renewing your mind means making your mind new, which means you're not thinking of the old things again, which means if you had a certain way of processing the word of God, whether it was, or or you had a lens through which you saw the word of God, now, if it was the law, and now, after Jesus, after his resurrection and the Holy Spirit, we've been filled, we've been given the grace so that we can now renew our minds or allow the word of God to renew our minds through the lens of grace. It's very important that we understand this because the law is not the opposite of grace. The law is the law and grace is grace. And people need to understand that the law is not the opposite of grace. And grace is not the opposite of the law. In fact, they're not opposing one another. So which means if you, if you believe, if you love the law, and honestly, I, 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 I think that the law is good. It transforms your body, but doesn't change your heart. It causes you to do certain things in order for you to experience certain, certain blessings in your life. And they're very powerful. We've seen it in the Old Testament. The God was on it. But it's not the opposite of what God is do, has done. The law, you must understand Jesus fulfilled the law and all its commandments. He fulfilled the law, it's all his commandments and also everything that, the, every prophetic word that every prophet has released. Jesus fulfilled it. So which means, grace means we're living from the fulfillment of every word or everything that God has done. We're living from the, the fulfillment. It's already finished. It's a finished work. So which means that you and I today, when we say we're living in grace, we're living by grace, through faith, what it means is that we're living our lives from the finished work, which means God has already finished all the work that needs to be done in your life. So the the transformation, so your transformed life, the transformed you already exists. (laughs) That person, the new creation already exists. The provision has been made. Come on somebody, this is awesome. So the provision of the new man, the new creation, the new you, the transformed you already exists. It's just that you need to discover who that new you is. You've got to discover. That's what living in a grace culture looks like. Grace in action is a discovery of what God has already finished. What God has already provided for. Every blessing in the heavenly places has already been released. It's given to you. You just have to discover it. And how do you discover it? By renewing your mind. How do you discover the, 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 the new creation? Is by renewing your mind. Is allowing the old man to pass away and behold, all things have become new. All things have become new. All things. This is a prophetic declaration over your life right now. Church, all things are becoming new. Have become new. They have become new. They have become new. They have become new. He's already done it. It's finished. They have become new. You just have to figure it out. And sometimes that figuring out takes processes. And processes really have to happen with the renewing of your mind. So the mind is the only obstacle or it can be the area of transformation. 
It can be the seed bed in which God implants the living word and that living word now, your mind can become the perfect soil, so to say, for grace to flourish. The mind, your mind can be the perfect place for the seed of grace to flourish. And I believe that that in the word of God, that God embeds in it his grace. And his grace, ladies and gentlemen, is his, his nature, his character, his abilities, but also his finished work, his fulfilled work, the fulfillment. It's already done. Everything that you, you could become, everything that you could be is already done. And all of that is embedded, that nature is embedded in his word and he gives it to you. So what that mean, what that looks like is the word of God is the womb that gives birth to grace in your life. And when you receive the word of God, that seed comes on the inside of you and it germinates in your mind. And as it germinates in your mind, if you can pay attention to the word of God in your mind, in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, now that it's a conception that takes place in your mind. Your attention to the word of God fertilizes the word of God. And when it fertilizes the word of God, now as you, you, you allow this, this seed to begin to grow on the inside of you, it, it will eventually birth into different areas of your life. Grace begins to birth itself out. The word of God births grace out into every area of your life. And that's when you begin to see grace in action. See, a lot of times we want breakthrough in this area, that area, that area, that area. We have all these prayer requests that we bring to God, but we fail to understand that I've got to cultivate the soil of my heart so that God can plant a seed of His Word. So the Word of God is a womb that, that, that's, that, that, that really allows this, this grace to grow on the inside. Grace is God's ability, His nature and His character in and through your life. When people begin to experience grace around you, they, they, they'll notice that it's not human. It's very supernatural. It's very different. There's a, there's a difference about you when grace begins to manifest itself in your life. I want to show you grace in action in the Old Testament in uh, Joseph's life. So if you can go to Genesis chapter uh, 39 and we'll, we see that Joseph now is being taken as a slave uh, to Potiphar's house. And the context of 39 is actually 37 uh, where Joseph now, who is the son of Jacob, Israel, uh, begins to get some dreams, okay? You must understand, we're talking about grace in action. How does grace come? Grace comes by the word. So the word of God is the womb that carries grace, okay? So now we think that these guys were hearing the audible voice of God. Je Joseph did not hear the audible voice of God, but he had dreams. And two dreams specifically. And so Joseph now, He's 17 years old and he goes and, and now he has his brothers and his brothers don't like him and we know the story uh, and, and they want to kill him and all that kind of stuff. But Joseph somehow finds that the family members that hate him the most is the one that he has to go and share the dream to. 
and a lot of times I've heard people say that you know you have to choose the type of people that you share your dreams with and then they you know they create this very emotional moment let me tell you something <laughs> the people that criticize you the most are the ones that are developing you the best the ones who don't like you are the ones who are becoming the stepping stones for you to step into the life that God has called for you I don't know how whether it was wisdom or it was the Lord leading him but somehow Joseph now has these two dreams about him being exalted above his brothers and him going to his brothers and telling them listen I'm going to be exalted and you are all going to bow down before me right firstly we don't like you <laughs> on top of that now we have to bow down to you this is like a whole other level of pride that's what they would have done nowadays but we see that it didn't stop him somehow joseph only communicates the dream he only communicates the word that god gave him he doesn't communicate his interpretation of it they interpret the dream sometimes we allow people who don't like us to interpret the dreams that god gives us and we settle for their will to be done based on their interpretation rather than what god is saying to us Now Joseph now goes to his brother share both the dreams his father also rebukes him hallelujah <laughs> but something was about Jacob something there was something about what Israel did that caught my attention and the bible says that while um, in, in chapter 37 and verse 11 and it says this and his brothers envied him but his father kept the matter where in mind You see the father knew although this dream is so outlandish there must be something about this let me just keep it in my mind look that's where joseph got the idea from that's where the practice of renewing the mind came from he allowed those dreams look nowhere does it talk about joseph complaining about his situation The reason why you take the dream and put it into your heart and you allow that dream to begin to mature on the inside of you is because that dream is the word of God. See God embeds grace in a dream. And that dream now becomes the vessel through which he communicates his word to you. And in his word is the grace. And when you begin to receive the dream from God and you allow that word to get into your heart and you keep it That's when the dream now that seed begins to grow on the inside of you. See Joseph's reality of the dream was greater than his reality of the circumstance around him. This is powerful. To a point where now we don't see the guy complaining. He's been thrown in prison, doesn't complain. Doesn't pray, God rescue me. Save me from this. His level of patience and tolerance was quite high even in the Old Testament. He was he was revealing the fruit of the spirit even before the fruit of the spirit was revealed in the New Testament. Long suffering, patience. But 
the matter he kept the matter in mind why because when your dreams are so outlandish when your dreams are so massive when the dream exalts you when god gives you a dream that exalts you above your peers you have to keep it in mind because it is only the grace of god that will enable what god has fulfilled to be manifested through your life see we think that grace comes to just enable us to fulfill the dream no that's still the flesh involved there that's still you involved there but you must understand grace comes and it takes something that is so massive so big that god has dreamed for you god has planned for your life and he takes it and he tailor makes it to fit to your life to the circumstances in situations in your life so that you can manifest what god has planned for the earth in and through your life but grace does it in and through you you don't even have to try it grace is that ability that allows the supernatural plan of god to become natural in your life but it starts with the dream it starts with the word it starts with the message that you hear on a saturday when you receive a message like this on a saturday or pastor neil preaching or, or anyone else who have been preaching in uh, in in ncc you've you've been listening to messages but are you listening to the word there's a difference between just listening to the word and receiving the word and hearing the word when you hear the word you're hearing the the speaker of the word you're hearing the heart of the one who's communicating the word not just the person who's communicating the word now it's a little different when you when you listen and listen and listen and listen but the the difference between listening and hearing is you're hearing the heart the intention of the communicator and most times when we hear the word of god we're not just hearing a preacher preach although we we're listening to the preacher but we're hearing the father that's the difference the difference is i'm hearing my god communicate to me and in his communication he has embedded the ability now for for his grace to manifest through my life and so now we see now this story where his brothers now eventually sell him and he's in a bad situation he's sold to the ishmaelites and the ishmaelites send him to the egyptians and then they sell him to potiphar's house now i want you to go to chapter 39 and he says now joseph had been taken verse 1 down to egypt and potiphar an officer of pharaoh captain of the guard this guy is massive an egyptian bought him from the ishmaelites who had taken him down there he was bought which means somebody paid a price for him legally he belongs to this man right now must remember this okay verse 2 says the lord was with joseph that's it stop there <laughs> the lord was with joseph we don't see the lord being with joseph anywhere else why now in captivity when he's sold why now when he's not with his father why now because ladies and gentlemen you must understand how grace works when he received the dream he had to go through the situations and circumstances in his life for him to steward these moments that caused the lord now to come and take pay attention to him 
And the Lord paid attention to Joseph and he came now at a moment where Joseph's life, this dream that God placed in his life, had you could he could have the ability to go either way and the Lord now comes and is with Joseph. We must understand that the presence of the Lord is the presence of grace in our life. The presence of grace in our life, ladies and gentlemen, is when now grace is, is birthed through us, it comes through us, grace births the word through us, and now it, it's looking for opportunities now to bring transformation where he is. That's what grace is. That's why it says the Lord was with Joseph. It took time now for, for this word that these dreams that he received to now get into a place, into a moment where Joseph had to that the Lord had to manifest himself in Joseph's life. Why? Because he was setting himself, setting Joseph up for the moment where the dream would come to pass. You must understand your current circumstances are the perfect place for the Lord to manifest himself in your life. Your current circumstances, whatever you're going through right now, is the perfect opportunity for the Lord to be with you. Now, let's read on. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. Come on now, just look at grace in action. Grace in action causes everything that you put your hand to for you to become successful. Come on, this is powerful. When you understand, it begins with the renewing of the mind. It begins with you receiving the word of God into your mind and allowing your mind to start thinking according to what God is giving you, what the word that God gives you into your mind. When you receive that, now you have a responsibility. Do I continue to think according to the old way of thinking because I'm comfortable, I like it, or do I now let that go and I allow what God has released into my mind to become the lens through which I view life? See, because grace, ladies and gentlemen, the word of God, when it comes into your mind, now when you, it will lay dormant in you until you give it attention. It will remain there. The word of God is like seed, like a farmer went out and sowed seed. There was seed given all over the place. But only the ground that was ready for seed bore a harvest. So how are you stewarding your ground? See, if you're stewarding, how do you steward the ground? You allow the seed now, you allow the ground to become, your mind to become ready for the word. You're just not listening to Pastor Neil now. You're not listening to Pastor Savi now. You're hearing the Father. You're hearing Jesus. You're hearing the Lord speak to you. You're hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you. And He's releasing grace. He's releasing, he's releasing a word, that word comes into you and now or in that word is grace and every time you receive it and you allow your mind to be renewed by that word, now grace takes over. You don't have to now steward the word in you. Come on now. You don't have to steward the circumstance around you. This is how amazing grace is. Grace gets into you and as it gets into you, it begins to look for opportunities. And every place where you go, you have success. That's how you know grace is in action. Because everything that God had planned, the perfect place, he's in slavery, he's in captivity, he's in a different nation. Sounds familiar? We're not in slavery here. We're not in captivity, but we're in a different nation. But somehow we've, through 
unrenewed minds, we've believed that we're in captivity here. This is like, blah, blah, blah. We give terms to this place. But what if I told you that this is the perfect place for grace to manifest in your life? Look, it says, the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master. Look, he's still a slave. But he's a successful slave. Come on, man. You can be an employee. And the Lord will be with you. And you'll be a successful employee. You can be a businessman and the Lord is with you and you can be a successful businessman. You can be in government and you can be a successful governor. Come on now. Why? Because the Lord is with you. It's grace. Grace is with you, ladies and gentlemen. And so now verse 3 says, And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Come on! This is an Egyptian. He's a heathen. I'm not, please understand that. These people did not know the Lord. But, the, but he saw, ooh, there is a Lord in this man's life. Why? Because this Lord, you must understand, he's the master. But there's someone who is above this man, even though he's my slave, there's someone above him that is causing this man to prosper. He's in my house, but he's prospering. Do you understand? I hope you understand what I'm saying. You you can have a boss above you, but the Lord is with you. The Lord, your God, the Lord of Lords is with you. And because he's with you now, your boss recognizes the Lord is with this guy. The Lord is with this girl. Come on now. It's, it's something that, it's a dimension that is so unique. Because for us, we're looking, we're striving for things. But when the Lord is with us, we're not striving. Everything, every area of our life, ladies and gentlemen, gets transformed according to the revelation of grace that you have. Is it powerful? If you have a revelation of grace, the grace is fulfilled, it's finished. Joseph was not complaining because he's living from the finished work. He's already, he's in slavery, but he's already a master. Come on now. He's in slavery. He's a captive, but he's already, he's the head and people are bowing to him. Look, based on the word, if you read through the story, you will see that this man was given authority and people were under him. Where did that come from? From the dream. He wasn't thinking, oh, I'm a captive. I will do only what he tells me to do. I am only going to be good to him. I will only tell, do this. I, will do, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. I want God to set me free from... No, God is not setting you free. He's setting you up. <laughs> a lot of us want to be free. A lot of us want to be free, but we won't, don't want to be set up. Your current circumstances is a set up by God. He's setting you up. But you must understand that the Lord is with you. If the Lord is with you, He is your Lord, which means He lords over everything that concerns you. That's amazing. It is amazing to have the Lord with us. But He comes because of a dream, because of a word. 
He manifests himself based on the word, the revelation that you receive in a dream, a vision, a message that you hear. He, he manifests, grace manifests itself according to that. But it starts with renewal of the mind. Joseph is not complaining. He renewed his mind according to the word. He already thought his brothers were going to bow down to him. He already lived from that place. They threw him in a pit but didn't complain. He just waited. They, were, they thought they were going to kill him. Somebody's rescuing him. Somebody's wanting to kill him. All this drama is happening around and the boy's not talking. Why? He, he's already living from the fulfillment. The fulfilled work. The fulfillment. Everything that God has promised is already done. It's already done. I'm living from what is already done. I'm not living for it to be done. I'm already living it from it's done done. It's well done. <laughs> it's well done. <laughs> Yeah, must understand this is so, so powerful, so mystical. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Can you imagine? <laughs> this is amazing. The Lord, your Lord, with Joseph. Joseph is going to plant trees in the garden. The Lord saw Joseph planting trees. Prosper. Trees, boom. Full harvest. Wow. Where did that come from? Must be the Lord. Oh, let me give him some cattle. Give him some cattle. Oh, wow. He's looking after the cattle. Boom. The Lord says, oh, Joseph's involved in the cattle. Let's bless the cattle. Come on, you're not, I hope you're getting it. Everything that he did, God blessed. Everything that he did got blessed. He wasn't waiting. God, is this your will? Is that your will? He was just serving his master. Whatever his master gave him, he did it. And whatever he touched, the Lord blessed. <gasps> the Lord blessed. Just think, just think, just imagine. We go through our days, we go through life just going through things. And the Lord is where I'm not, I want to bless. Okay, what are you doing? I want to bless you. But you must understand that the manifestation of the Lord in that, in that area of your life has to come through the renewing of your mind. The renewing of the mind, the lens that, that gets into your mind, the grace of God that gets into your mind through the word allows the Lord to manifest according to the word that you receive. And when you receive that word, now the Lord looks for an opportunity for you to get involved. You're not looking for God. God, is this your will? Is that your will? I'm just, I'm given a responsibility and whatever my responsibility is, I know that the Lord will bless. I'm not looking to bless it. The Lord blesses it. This is amazing. Very powerful to understand. So Joseph, verse 4, so Joseph found favor in his sight Guess what? He didn't just serve the Lord now. He served his master. He didn't find favor and say, I'm going to go and start my own business. Oh. He didn't find favor. God blessed him in a work, in, in, in a job. And he didn't go, okay, that's it then. I've reached the pinnacle of everything that I wanted to do in my life. Now I'm going to go on my own. Forget about this job stuff. I'm done reporting to people. No. He continued to serve his master because he found favor in the sight of his master. 
See, when you find favor with God, grace is interpreted as favor because you've renewed your mind. It's not favor. God just loves you. <laughs> he wants to He wants to fulfill the dream that the Father has for your life through your life. So He gives you an opportunity. And now when you receive grace, grace begins to manifest. The Lord comes. And as the Lord begins to, to bless you, man begins to favor you. But are they favoring you? Or are they favoring the Lord? Are they favoring grace that is upon your life? Because they, they recognize that the supernatural is working. This thing I like. I recognize this in this person's life. I like it. And so now I'm going to bless him. I'm going to give him more responsibilities. Come on now. I'm going to give him more responsibilities. I'm going to take my entire house and I'm going to put it under Joseph. Why? Because I want my entire house blessed. Can you imagine? We're looking for salary increases and bonuses and commissions and we're looking for little things that come from our company. But what if I told you the Lord was to bless you in such a way that you would find so much of favor with your management that they would take the entire company and give it to you? Come on now. This is amazing. Then he served him overseer of his house. And all that he had, he put under his authority. Just imagine now, authority. That's where that word comes in. The fulfillment of the dream, ladies and gentlemen. Authority. So it was from that time that he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the... Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Come on, man. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Can you imagine your bosses doing that? Can you imagine your life like this? Can you imagine the government trusting you so much? Come on church, we've got to come into this place where we truly understand what it means to live, what it means to experience grace in action. Grace in action looks like something. It's not just Joseph talking about this now. People, his master, who does not know the Lord, now recognizes there's a Lord in this guy's life. I am his master, but there is a Lord over his life. Come on now. And he begins to take everything and give it to Joseph because he realized everything that Joseph touched, the Lord blessed. Grace in action looks like something. You experience it. Joseph went through crazy, even after this, he went through different trials, but through it all, everywhere where he was, he was in prison, the grace of God increased over his life to become an interpreter of dreams. You must understand, why did that grace come? Because God was taking him from Potiphar's house to Pharaoh's house. But he had to go through a process where he receives dreams. He learned to interpret his dream properly. So God began to give him other people's dreams. And those dreams now, he released grace into Pharaoh's life to a point where now God began to bless, bless Egypt as a nation. God wants to give you the nations. He asks, he says in the, in the book of Isaiah, he says, ask of me a nation and I will give you nations. Nations will come to your dwelling. 
You're asking for one nation, he's giving you nations. You must understand the grace of God is, is so outlandish, it's so, it's so vast, it's so huge that we, we sometimes, sometimes we just, we just want such small breakthroughs where God's like, hey listen, what I've got for you is so big that even you can't fathom it. You can't fathom it. It only takes God to dream the dreams that God dreams. And those are the dreams that God takes and He puts it in your mind. And He puts it in your heart. And sometimes it requires just a little bit of a leaning in. It requires a little bit of saying, you know what? I had this dream about a promotion. I had a dream about me being something or someone. God called me to do this. I feel like I had a dream about it. As you start renewing your mind, you start renewing your mind means that you don't live like that old person anymore. You start living according to the new person, the dream, the word that God gave you. As you start living from that place, now grace begins to birth in your life. And even while you're at your job, God would have given you a prophetic word to be a businessman, a successful, a multi-billion dollar, billion, billion dollar company, and, but you're still working in a job right now and, and God gave you that dream and you're stewarding that dream. You're going to work as a multi-billion dollar person. You're having a billion dollar company. You're, you're, all your stocks are on the stock exchange and you're, 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 you're pretty much chilled. You're living on jet planes and helicopters and, and, and having all the best food and everything. No, there's no lack in your life. That's the dream that God gave you, but you're still going to work and you're still eating cup of noodles and you're still, you're still, but he, he's looking for you to steward it. You don't look at cup of noodles and looking at the normal things that you eat today, the, the little things that you eat to get by today as something of like, oh, you know, I can't wait for me to, to get out of this situation. The way you get out of a situation is by renewing your mind. The way you get out of a lifestyle is by renewing your mind. And renewing of a mind comes from the Word of God. So today, church, I just want to bless you with this Word. I want to encourage you with this Word. I pray that this Word would, this, this word would really bring up the dreams that God has put in your heart. You've, many of us have had so many dreams, so many prophetic declarations of our life. And I just want to declare that these dreams and declarations would be, would be germinate. They would they spring forth in your life and you will begin to live and experience and see grace in action. Bless you. God bless.